accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. Good morning. It is Monday, February 6th. It is five minutes after 11. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and you're listening to 93 WIBC. So the former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, Sunday, he was really critical of President Biden, especially his potential run for a re-election in 24. He argued that he's too old and boring to win the presidency again. He said in the end, Joe Biden is not an exciting candidate. He's old, he's boring, and the American people are not relating to him. That's what he said when he was on ABC's This Week. And you might recall in 2020, Biden pretty much spent his entire campaign from the basement. Well, that's the interesting thing, right? Because on the surface, you would say Chris Christie is absolutely right, that the economy is a disaster, that America's standing in the world is a disaster, American dominance in the world is a disaster, that by every measurable standard by which presidents historically have been judged, Joe Biden is doing very poorly. And the reality, though, that does not jive up with that is, by that same standard, Republicans should have done much better in the general election just a few months ago, and they totally underperformed. And so when you factor in the absolute partisan ideology now of so many people, coupled with the uh, the ability now to creatively get ballots to people and have ballots returned to you that has never before been seen. I'm not actually sure, and this is terrible to say out loud, but I'm not actually sure that if Joe Biden runs for re-election, he will not win re-election. Hmm. I think there's a 50-50 shot, certainly depending on who the Republican nominee is, that Joe Biden could be re-elected president of the United States. Okay, so the Washington Post just did a uh, survey, and it said that 62% of those would be angry or dissatisfied if he won re-election. But by that standard, you just had an opportunity. you think that midterms would have been better. Because the midterms generally serve as a check and balance on how the country is feeling about the president of the United States, which, because government can never solve any problems, it only creates problems, is why people just ping pong back and forth. Okay, the president's a Democrat. Let's go with the Republicans. President's a Republican. Let's go with the Democrats. Generally, a divided government is what society seeks, but yet that did not play out. So I'm not sure, again, given the creative way in which ballots arrive to people Mm. and are returned by people and are counted by people, Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily sure that Joe Biden, it's going to be some landslide against Joe Biden if he runs again. Can you imagine how many gaffes there would be in all of the speeches too? Well, that's- And would he debate? That's the weird part though, Casey, is on, again, on the service, you would say, Boy, there's no way he could get out there and do that. But yet, hello, good night. Yeah, hi, good night, guy is yeah. a U.S. senator, and we I, we don't have the audio today. But I mean, he just had another equally ridiculous thing where he just start stops talking and is using words that don't go in the sentence. And people, so I, I don't I don't know 
I don't know if it matters anymore. What I do know, though, is we have a piece of audio that is absolutely hilarious. So James Clyburn is a congressperson from uh, South Carolina, Mm -hmm. and he gives the most hilarious defense of Joe Biden not being too old to run for president ever. Listen. What do you say to the folks who say, you know, the guy is is too old is age should age be a consideration or is his his record and tenure in the oval office right now the thing that folks should uh, focus their attention on everything should be considered but what is controlling is what you have to do i have seen a lot of 72 year olds not as capable as this 80 year old <laughs> like he didn't pick like 52 year olds I didn't pick, you know, 40-year-olds. You know, you hear all the time, you know, Margie, she has the energy of a 40-year-old. No, I picked... A 72-year-old. And a very, <laughs> an old person's age. Mm-hmm. Like, what? So Kamala and Joe were out stumping together, which is rare. The two haven't been together, especially on a stage holding hands in the air. And while they were speaking, Joe Biden was touting his accomplishments and he ripped on extreme MAGA Republicans. So that's going to be the theme of the State of the Union address. Lie to you and call you names. And he gets away with it. And so here's what's interesting. And this is why the Republicans, if indeed they are actually serious, which you all know they're they're not because they never are. But if indeed they were serious about the things that they say that, you know, they're passing all these bills that have no chance of passing and becoming law, you know, the, the IRS agents, the tax code, et, et cetera. If they're serious about those things, they have the ability to get whatever they want right now because we're always told you can't not raise the debt ceiling. So in terms of if these were actual business people and actual negotiations and you know the other side has already told you the thing you're willing to do is not an option, they'll give you whatever you want uh, and they have, and there is a, so by not voting to raise the debt ceiling, you have the ability to control and actually get this country back on track in terms of inflation, government spending, et cetera, if indeed you wanted to get rid of it, which Republicans actually don't. But uh, the reality is Biden once voted against raising the debt ceiling himself. Mm-hmm. So there's already a president to say, hey, we're just following Joe Biden's lead. Now, uh, Jared Bernstein is the guy's name. He was on one of these shows i can't remember which one i think it was fox yeah he was on he was on fox news and the 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 host uh reads biden's quote (laughs) in 2006 about the debt ceiling Mm -hmm. and this guy doesn't realize who it is and then when he actually realizes as she tells him well i'm reading you joe biden Mm -hmm. this is just this is great just listen to him try to worm worm and squirm on this one All right, here's one member explaining his intention to vote no on raising the debt ceiling. Because this massive accumulation of debt was predicted, because it was foreseeable, because it was unnecessary, because it was the result of willful and reckless disregard for the warnings that were given and for the fundamentals of economic management. So I don't know who that lawmaker is. Well, let me tell you. It was President Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh, okay. Back in 2006. (laughs) So, look. Now here comes the spin. But does he have a point? Because Republicans say that's their position now. No, the the Republicans' position is that they are threatening to default fault in order to get what they want. And the debt ceiling should never be used uh, as that kind of a threat. We have an economy that, as you and I have been discussing, is growing strongly. The idea that you would put that at risk, the idea that you would put the full faith and credit of the most important debt security in the world, U.S. Treasuries, at risk, is just antithetical to anything that president stands for. Well, is that what President Biden was doing when he said this in 2006 and voted no? No, in 2006, do you... In 2004. Well, 
this was two, the, uh, in 2006. Let me make this point. In 2006, do you remember a debt ceiling debate that was anywhere close to as heated as this one? <laughs> it was different. It was different back then. Oh, boy. Okay, so McCarthy said that they're going to reach a consensus long before the U.S. defaults. How would he know that, Casey? <laughs> well. Now, now I, I guess, let me, uh, Jim Banks, if you or your people are listening, how would Kevin McCarthy know that he's going to reach a consensus with Joe Biden if he's actually serious about getting government spending under control? I can't answer that question because I didn't vote for the guy 15 times. So maybe Jim Banks, and he won't call this show because he's afraid to talk to us about Kevin McCarthy, but maybe Jim Banks could call Tony or Hammer and Nigel and answer how Kevin McCarthy would know he's going to reach a consensus with Joe Biden when we all know Joe Biden is not going to come off the massive federal spending that has crippled this nation. How would he know that? By the way, that guy that we just heard from, that Jared Bernstein, he is now going to chair the Council of Economic Advisors because Biden's main guy, Brian Deese, is out. This is the guy. Okay, so Brian Deese played a, quote, critical role in passing the bipartisan infrastructure law, COVID-19 relief bill, also the CHIPS Act, healthcare, climate package. I mean, this Brian Deese guy, he's your spending buddy. Yeah. The wallet's out. He's your man. Yeah. He loves it. And and if, and he's, he's gone. But if the Republicans, Casey, I want to come back to this. Okay. If the Republicans were actually serious about getting federal spending under control, mm-hmm. because you never start in negotiations on where any business person knows this, that you never start where you're willing to end up. You start at an extreme position. So the extreme position from the Republicans, because we all know how terrible spending currently is, should have been, if you're actually serious about getting it under control, we are fully prepared to default on this debt because you people are spend like drunken sailors and are totally out of control and don't threaten us with a good time. Now, when you're ready to get serious about talking about serious cuts to out of control runaway government spending, you call us other until then kiss our ass, right? I mean, that should have been the position. But this thing from McCarthy, we'll find a consensus. There there's places we can work together. Will this? Will that? Joe Biden is not interested in working or consensus building. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't even know what consensus building means at this point anymore. No, and well, and they're saying it's not going to be a clean bill. It it, it won't be. I, I just uh, you the people of this country who voted for these Republicans thinking anything is going to change are about to once again be sorely disappointed because they are not interested in helping you. They're only interested in helping themselves obtain more power because that helps the donors and lobbyists that help put them in power. That's the system. That's the cycle we're working in. Are we going to talk about the LIV thing? We can if you want. Yeah. You want to do that? Look, you know me, Casey. I believe we need more villains in society. Right. And sports needs more villains. And sports without traditionally having villains need more villains. And we finally have them in golf. I love this. Okay. We're going to talk about that coming up. And we have a comedian who's going to be joining us in a bit Yes, our good friend Scott Long. Uh, He is filling in on 107.5 The Fan on the midday show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously does the betting show with Tammer. He's going to be with us at 1130. All right. It's coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
19 minutes after 11. Just, it's Kendall just, and Casey. Just give, just give it a second. Set an open course for the virgin sea. Isn't this just beautiful music? Is that what the balloon was singing? You know, I uh, I really loved this song until I found out it was, what it was about. What's it about, Rob? Well, he, Dennis DeYoung, mm-hmm. who, by the way, if you go to see Sticks now, you are getting ripped off. You are not seeing Sticks. You are seeing Tommy Shaw and James DeYoung and one of the Panazzo brothers, and they should be on an episode of American Greed for forgery for presenting themselves as the group Sticks, because Dennis DeYoung is not with Sticks, who wrote and sang most of the songs. Anyway, that aside, I saw him do an interview one time where he said that he came down because they lived in Chicago and mm-hmm. he came down and there was some blistering cold day in Chicago and he looked out the window and he thought, wow, it'd be nice to take a vacation somewhere mm-hmm. warm. And I used to think as a kid, I was like, this is some really sentimental song about like leaving and moving on and, you know, trying to get away and trying yeah. to bust out and get free. And it's he just, just wanted to some sit dude on who wanted to go on vacation. Yeah, yeah he, he just, just wrote a song about wanting to go to Florida. But mm-hmm. damn, what a voice. Mm-hmm. That Dennis DeYoung has to have one of the four four greatest voices in the history of rock and roll. Voice of an angel. Uh, yes, there you go. Thank you. Boom. There's Perfect. definitely a lot of pain in his voice. So it could have been about more than that. I don't. I, I just. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful music. Pain from living in Chicago and dealing with the winter. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Yeah, cause pain. It is. Twenty-one minutes after eleven with Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. So uh, trending this morning, the New York Fire Department. They're canceling their famous firefighter firefighter calendar. No one can have any fun anymore, Rob. It went away in 2020 during COVID, and yeah. it's not coming back. Never what? returning again. This is this the one where they take their shirts off? It is. Why? What does that have to do with COVID? I, it, they quit taking their shirts off during 2020. Oh, and, and they quit, can't do it anymore. And quit posing. Yeah, I guess it's you know lackluster sales. Did you know that most firemen do not look like the men in that calendar, Casey? <laughs> it's highly disappointing. Also trending, the 65th Grammys were last night, and Madonna getting a lot of attention for the way she she appeared. Have you seen a picture of Madonna lately? No, I've tried to avoid it, and you're showing me your phone, and I can't see it because the monitor's right in my way, so please just keep mm. it down. You can... Oh, why? See, she's apparently had some surgery. Some? <laughs> just a little? She's had some surgery? Some fillers? Some? Yeah. Just a pinch? Yeah. Just a couple. Uh, finally trending, the Pro Bowl games were held, and for some reason, Pete Davidson was there. What's up, Pat? I'm here with the legend, as you said, Pete Davidson. Pete, you know, you see these guys out here, they've got game. We know you've got game. Okay. Off off the field, of course. course. But what have you been most impressed by what you've seen? Uh, These guys are huge, and they're very, very nice, and they're... It's just it's cool, man. This is a very cool, surreal thing to be at. I'm having a really great time. So what's your responsibility here today? Uh, pretty much just I dressed Eli. He was uh, he wore it in the locker room, and then we came out, and he took it off, and that really hurt my feelings. Okay. Um, but, yeah, my job is to just not be in the way. Well, why don't you start by not talking? <laughs> he, he, must have, he was just there for comic relief. Society ruins everything, right? Because the Pro Bowl is the NFL's version of the All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. It used to be played after the season was over in Hawaii. And it was sort of like, for the players, a big deal because you got a free trip to 
Hawaii. And there was monetary, you know, bonuses if you got selected to the Pro Bowl. A little gift bag, perhaps. Well, yeah, I think it's, ca- mm-hmm. you know, a bag of cash because it means you had an all-star caliber season. But these guys make so much money now that they have set their contracts up to where if you're, air quote, named to the Pro Bowl, you still get the money, which is all they really care about. They can afford their own vacations to Hawaii. So they don't go anymore. And so they had so few guys going. And then because these guys make a gajillion dollars, they started stripping the football out of the football game, which was, you know, you you couldn't tackle the quarterback or whatever. So now it's just flag football. And now you've got a guy... Well, they don't want to get hurt. Well, but I don't even... I mean, clearly they do it for monetary purposes, but... That's insulting that Pete Davidson mm-hmm. is like on the sidelines or whatever. If you're an actual football fan, like if you are super serious about football, that just has to just enrage you that that moron is on the sidelines acting like he's some sort of something in the world of football. I mean, they just ruin everything. They think, we'll just throw celebrities at it. And the fact that we've ruined the game itself, people won't notice we've ruined the game itself. It's, well, if we're bringing this funny guy in, you'll, you'll enjoy it then. Do you think they would have had him be a part of that if he hadn't stolen Kanye's wife? <laughs> That's your claim to fame. I stole Kanye's wife. <laughs> Are you angry about what's going on with uh, Phil Mickelson and no, Tiger I love this. Woods? I love this. I think this is great. Okay, so what's going on here? Mickelson responded to a fan suggestion yeah. saying that the PGA Tour and the LIV should hold an event. Yes. And, and like battle it battle it out so the non so in golf there are four majors the four big tournaments british open u.s open pga championship and the and the masters Mm -hmm. and then outside of that the marquee event in golf is what is called the Ryder cup so Mm -hmm. every two years they don't do it every year but every two years the u.s and europe the best players from each uh each countries it's countries plural obviously in in europe but they play in this signature event one year it's in the u.s then two years later it's in europe and it's a huge event well several of the players have left the pga tour and european tours to join this liv golf tour which is backed by the saudis Mm -hmm. which basically makes them ineligible to play in the Ryder Cup because Ryder Cup is done based on how many points you earn and the LIV is not recognized by these tours because they're very concerned about them. So they're basically some of the greatest players in the world won't be in the Ryder Cup. And so they have now the LIV tour, because they're trying to get traction, has pitched this idea of the U.S. US tour playing the LIV tour in a Ryder Cup type of event. So Mickelson responded, and he said, it sounds great, but we would dominate them so soundly, and it would be over so quick that TV would have to fill an hour of dead time. That's why it's not happening. Mickelson- so is this just more than trash talk? I mean, they've had a rivalry for a long time, Mickelson and Tiger Woods, right? Yeah, they, they have, but I mean, Mick- look, Mickelson hasn't made a cut in like a year. Mickelson's game is totally in the toilet right now, so that's funny but that aside golf needs villains sport is better when people have someone to cheer you you have watched enough sports casey sports are better when you have somebody to cheer for and someone to cheer cheer. that's why pro wrestling works right there's a baby face and a heel a good guy and a bad guy and golf is the one sport where up until now there basically haven't been bad guys because Mm -hmm. of the decorum of the sport but these liv guys i think are kind of starting to embrace it because now they're getting this tv deal and they're recognizing look we got to make noise if we're actually gonna more than just the money we're getting paid if we're actually gonna have traction against the pga tour we're gonna start making some noise and i love that phil mickelson because mickelson kind of helped found the liv tour is just saying okay i'll be it i'm old i'm one of the greatest players ever i made enough money 
I'm getting paid whether I win or not over here on LIV. I'll be the bad guy. Just do some trash talking. Absolutely. I love it. And you know what? He's going to find that he probably will have more fun being the bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. It's always, trust me, I find this out every day. It's way more fun to be the bad guy. Being (laughs) the good guy is a terribly large amount of work. So much pressure being the good guy. Being a villain, that's easy. Uh, Uh, Okay, so Powerball, we going to talk about that really quick? Well, let's get to a break because we got to get Scott Long on. We can talk with Hammer about that because he's not afraid to throw money away on stuff he can't win. Neither is Nigel, Uh, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, uh, comedian Scott Long, he's filling in on uh, 107.5 The Fan today on the Midday Show. He's going to be with us uh, when we come back. All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. (laughs) We have a special guest. I know. I'm so excited. It is 1133. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Scott Long is joining us. How are you? Man, I have I have done Hammer and Nigel's show a few times, and it really feels great to be with a couple intellectuals finally. Where? Well, I was talking about the guy running the boards. Yeah, oh. yeah, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin is the Kevin. You, know, you know he studied in Germany. So uh, really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for a little bit. Did a lot of stuff internationally. That's why he's on this show. Brings a little international I don't like the, the international anything. I don't even want to go on vacation <laughs> outside of the United States. I feel like the United States has got so many different countries in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of different, <laughs> just visit that. Uh, Scott Long is our guest. You're a comedian. You've been all over the country. You now, right. make, you now make a gajillion dollars doing corporate events, which is great. Yes, that's, that's my... I'm not making it on all Indiana bets. I can tell you that. I do that with uh, Jason Hammer every Sunday. It's uh, on Wish TV. Uh, some of you know that that channel's there. And uh, now, are you are you not making it because of what you're getting paid, or because of your betting? I'm actually great at. Betting. Oh, he's great at betting. <laughs> okay, I'm like Hammer. I'm great at it. Here's the weird thing: when they started the show, you're watching the show and you're thinking, "What would a comedian know about yeah. betting?" Mm-hmm. He's he's incredible. Yeah. I'm good at it. Yeah. How? I do a lot of research. Uh, I also have just instincts in regards to gambling. I've been gambling since I was a kid, you know, walking the halls in high school, you know, trying to think, and man, I'd love to bet on this or that, you know? So, I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. And today I'm uh, filling in on... Uh, what do they call themselves now? 107.5? And 93.5. You got to get the other one. 93.5. I've never listened to 93.5. <laughs> I listen to 107.5. That's because you live in Fishers. That's true. You can't get 93.5 in Fishers, but you can get 107.5 in Fishers. You know, Fishers. I don't know if you realize this in Fishers. I know you live on the west suburbs, uh, Rob, but um, you can be arrested for uh, drinking tap water there in Fishers. I don't know if you know that. I, I actually had somebody knocking on the door. They, they, I guess the water company had found out that I was actually drinking the water. <laughs> Instead of using bottled water, it's one of those weird Indiana laws, huh? Now yeah. you're now you're filling in on the midday show, and right. you, you were in last week, and yes. I I love look I love this, and you know why I loved listening to you because you made the guy you were working with uncomfortable. I, I think it was Brendan. Was Bren- it Brendan? And, and Brendan is like a pro. Yeah. he is awesome. Yeah. Brendan and I have so much in common. Yeah, that's it's well, that's basically <laughs> it's the same thing, right? It's like your job is right. to be a professional broadcaster, my job is to be a lunatic, and <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, that's what I put on my resume when I sent it in. It's interesting. You know, you were saying on air, you had applied for three jobs in the same day. Yeah. Last week I did. I've, well, I wasn't even planning on applying for this one. I was just showing up because everybody, you know, I, I get a jury summon sometimes. I got it for being the Colts coach. You know, everybody gets a chance to apply, right? You know, so I was already on the West side. I'm driving in, I'm listening to uh, Bowen and Query, and I'm like, you know what? I heard there's an opening noon to three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not come down there? And then 
How did I top it off at the end of the night? Flew to Hollywood, had a date with Olivia Wilde. That's another <laughs> opening that's available. I uh, don't have boy band hair, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm open for that. Uh, Scott Long is our guest. He'll be filling in midday today, 107.5, 93.5, The Fan. Uh, is it with Jimmy Cook? Is that who they put you with? It is with Jimmy Cook, uh, Kansas City Chief Apologist. Yeah, that's terrible. Awesome. I, feel, I mean, I like Jimmy, but this week will be an awful week to have to work with Jimmy Cook. I didn't think about that. Don't bring that up. I mean, we're going to talk IU. Purdue. Yeah. I mean, that was like it used to be. Yeah. It was great, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. It was it, like all week you were excited. We have Don Fisher on at 1230. Who's going to be better? Are you going to call talk- him Fish? Are you going to just call I don't like that. I mean, I don't feel like I know him, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like everybody knows him. Yeah. I mean, he is the voice of like India. He should do the ads for Indiana tourism. I know Purdue fans wouldn't enjoy that, but he is the voice <laughs> of Indiana. He's a spectacular guy. He's put up with so much. Think of, yeah. you know, all the coaches he's had yeah. and he's had to be the football announcer. That's got to be the <laughs> toughest job in America. 50 years of doing football, IU football. He's it's just, nap time. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. So he, uh, and we have uh, Kyle Ga- uh, Trey Galloway. Yeah, will be on at noon. That's okay. I love Trey Galloway. That's he cool. is the. I was thinking top five IU basketball players that would be in a boy band. <laughs> Trey Galloway's right there. A young Steve Alford with his feathered hair, of yeah. course. Um, I, I got to throw in, of course, Victor Aladipo. Yeah, has to be the lead singer. Absolutely, he the mass like, singer. He was like the the mass. He was really good. I have a question about comedy for you. Scott Long is our guest. Oh, no, you, you used to be on the TV shows, and you yeah. were uh, you know the big time, and right? now you you basically do like corporate events. Yes. Why? Like, what? What do you? Do no, you, no, that's a great. That's the. the he likes to eat. <laughs> pay well, for things. No, no, but you can eat and still play the. You know the heliums and the crackers sure. and the improvs and the funny bones. I did all those yeah. for a long mm-hmm. time, based here, which was weird. Uh, here's why. I don't know what I'm allowed to say anymore. Oh, like I point. would never do show in Bloomington anymore. I no clue. No. Seinfeld said that year ago, years ago too. Yeah, like. yeah. I mean, he's not even controversial. Yeah. So I kind of created a new act. I wanted to do corporate shows because I'm like I'm clean, but I just don't even know anymore what you can say and what you can't, and you get too loose. That's going to be depressing, isn't it? Because you love comedy, right? You're a funny guy, and you have I, to rearrange you the way you do it because you don't know what you can be funny about. Well, here's how you do it, is, is you only talk about your life. Yeah. So now I just talk about my life. I talk trash about my twins. I have 14-year-olds. <laughs> I call the Cleveland Browns because they're good individually, but they suck as a team. <laughs> and that joke's worked all 14 years of their lives, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just the way it works. I talk trash about them. Uh, my daughter, uh, Maddie, is 19. She's on the autism spectrum. And I tell funny stories about her, but they're about, she's my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird, but really works. And I'm like, hey, and it does pay better. And instead <laughs> of me working four nights a week, you know, out in uh, Toledo, yeah. you know, instead... Uh, I'm doing one show, making the same amount of money, and I love the audiences because they actually appreciate me. Are they nice? Are they nicer? Are the corporate audiences nicer? Here's why they are. Because I'm the only comedian they'll see all Mm -hmm. year. A lot of them have not even seen a comedian in a long time. Then I come in and I pump out positive energy. I'm really funny. I work the crowd, so I make them my co-stars. And if I'm at Helium, 
I'm one of the five most unknown acts all year. They're like, and they're pumping out, hey, next week we'll have uh, Bill Burr. And the next week we'll have, you know, all these big guys. And they're like, man, I wish I was there that week. And then they bring me out. So the corporate gig, you're the right. headliner. You're the man. I And I'm the only act. Yeah. Do you have a crazy writer contract with all these jobs? Oh, good point. Yeah, like yeah. an M&M's yeah. with a Van Halen or something <laughs> like that. With a Jim Beam, whatever it is. No, I, I, I you know, I... That's another part about me. I'm really good at what I do. I write specific, like if I'm doing a show for accountants, you know, that are naturally hilarious people, <laughs> you know, I make it funny, Yeah, but, hey. but I'm low maintenance. That's what I do. Scott Long is our guest. Uh, he'll be filling in on the Midday Show, 107.5 The Fan. Before we talk about that, I did want to talk about your daughter, Maddie, because yeah. I love seeing the stuff you post about her on social media and her... She is like the key to a very good Fisher's girls basketball team. Yeah, it's thanks for bringing it up, Rob. It's it's crazy that um, you know when you're a parent and you're dreaming. Okay, you have this child, and we were older parents. I was 37. We in vitro. Oh, that's not that old, man. Or, I'm well, 39. Well, um, I had 41 year old twins. So that, that I'm 41 years old having <laughs> twins. My mom had me when she was 18. She took me to college when she had just turned 37. You know, so different lifestyle. My first child's born at 37. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have these fantasies and dreams. Oh, my child will do this or that. And then, you know, she's on the autism spectrum. I'm being told, well, she'll never marry, hold a full-time job. She'll live with you the rest of her life. And those things are all true. Those things will all be the case. But I'm like... You know, she loves basketball. She plays Special Olympics basketball. She's not good enough to play, you know, high school basketball. So how can I find out a way to make her part of it? Because uh, I, I've lived in other places, okay? I've been all over the country. That is true when they say high school basketball in Indiana is a whole different thing. Yeah. The emotion, the truth of it. The IU-Purdue game Saturday, you felt it there. Yeah. There are games at IU or Purdue where you don't even feel that like you do at a high school game in Indiana. Yeah. It's beautiful. So she's the manager. She sits on the bench. She's the one person. She's that, more than the manager, though. She's like the good luck charm. She kind of is a good luck charm. She does this like wild dance after they win. They won sectionals. Um, which they lost last year to the eventual state champion, Noblesville. And she had told the girls, because they were all crying after the game, and she these are these she looks at them like they're her Taylor Swift no. or Beyonce. They're her idols. She has their posters on the mm -hmm. wall that That's she amazing. says goodnight to. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. This only can happen through sports, truthfully. So she sees them crying, she's crying, and then she tells them, No more tears, girls, for next year. I love that. I mean, awesome. developmentally, Maddie's more like a six-year-old. Yeah. But in her heart, yeah. she could feel that. So they've kind of grasped that. That's kind of like their hashtag for this season. No more tears. They won in double overtime against Noblesville uh, just Friday night. Last night, they won mm -hmm. the Mudsock sectional because they played HSE again, where my twins go to school. Weird world. Wow. I have one daughter at Fishers, two, two at HSC. Everything's really screwed up in Fishers. I don't get into that. 
I don't get into that. I don't do that show. There's there's been hosts on the sports net, uh, channels that have talked politics. I stay out of it. Uh, Scott Long, I love you, man. The the uh, All Indiana Bet Show is this the la- uh, last football Super show? Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, we will be taping. I am on a twelve and two against the spread NFL heater. I love it. Eighty six percent. I love Why it. Do, do you hate money? Tune us in. Mm-hmm. Eleven o'clock. Sunday, all the boring Super Bowl pregame shows. Hammer and I, we drink, we eat, we act like Vikings, we gamble, just like how you were told as a kid you were supposed to behave and on listen, Sunday morning. And listen to this man uh, mm-hmm. today, 107.5, uh, The Fan, uh, 93.5, uh, you're filling in, you're the guest host. No pressure. Thank you for having thanks, me. Thanks, Scott. Hey, thanks for being here. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and Hammer's back in the studio. We had some unresolved uh, topics. Uh, yes, yes, Casey. Um, Hammer and I are big uh, wrestling aficionados. Mm-hmm. No, we're know. not quite mega mondo. No. You know, we, we're casual observers. And, and used to watch. I don't watch anymore, but used to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's like a soap opera for dudes, but people can go through a table. Yeah. There was a storyline this weekend, huh? Yeah, well, what? it was a long time ago. Okay. It was an anniversary of a big storyline uh, this weekend, and that was uh, the biggest uh, event in the history of professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, took place on this day 35 years ago. But, Casey, we mentioned it because it took place right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. And that hammer, I think you'll agree with me, is the evil twin ref, uh, ref swerve there. I remember this. So this was uh, a thing called Saturday Night's Main Event. Yeah, the, was the, this? the main event, yes. The main event. And it was Andre the Giant against Hulk Hogan. (laughs) First time I think it had been in prime time. Yes. And it was a sold-out Market Square Arena. 33 million viewers, Casey. Wow. The all-time most-watched wrestling event in history, 15.6, I think, was the share. And it took place at the now-demolished uh, Market Square And it Arena. was not a pay-per-view event. It was just on television. Yeah, you NBC. said this was 35 years ago? 35 years ago yesterday. How do you even... You were... How do you remember this? You watched tape of it. Yeah. No, I, was, okay. I wasn't old enough to remember it in real time. I was very young back then. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. The youngest, yeah. youngest right. regular on-air person on the station. So, of course, I didn't remember it in real time, but obviously having watched it. Uh-huh. And the point was they had to uh, figure out a way for Hulk Hogan to lose without him looking bad because he was their main guy. So, they came up with there were these two guys, Casey, <laughs> and they were twins in real life, mm-hmm. but only one of the twins openly worked for the company. So, nobody knew there was another guy. This was before the internet, obviously. Again, soap opera for dudes. Exactly. So the ref, they make it up. Okay, we've got these two guys. They're twins. Nobody knows they're actual twins. And they came up with what they called an evil ref storyline where the million-dollar man who wanted this belt (laughs) paid this other guy to have plastic surgery to look just like the other referee. So ridiculous. And they switched the refs so that he counted the Hulkster down Mm -hmm. when he was clearly had his shoulder up off the mat. (laughs) And then, of course, after the match, it all becomes unraveled and the the good ref comes running out Uh to reveal that he had been kidnapped and Uh the two twin refs start (laughs) fighting with each other. Stupidest thing in the world. Oh, but it's so great. And I just really wanted to play the... um, 
After the match, Mean Gene Okerlund, who was the stick man back in the day, interviewed Hulk Hogan after the match, after he <laughs> lost his belt due to the evil uh, evil ref. And I, I just, I felt our audience would be so much better served if they <laughs> if they heard this, because they just, they don't do it like this anymore. Kevin, please. Hulk Hogan, I'm sure there's going to be a thorough investigation by the World Wrestling Federation into what happened here tonight, and I know you could not be any more disappointed. How much money did they spend on the plastic surgery, man? All the bases covered. I had the Hulkamaniacs watching Steve Yossi. I had Virgil in his place. Never in my wildest dreams, me, Gene, would I think that I would get ripped off by a penny pension two-timing referee. How much money on the plastic surgery? How much money did he spend to pay the referee off when I turned around, me, Gene? They were identical. Identical. Hey, Hulk, right, right here, Hulk. Here it is now. Older, brother. That's so Look at good. the shoulder. That's the referee is paid off, brother. Look at the $100 bill falling out of his pocket. Oh, you're disappointed. Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon, Justin Ventura back. Hundred dollar bills thrown out of his. There's nothing pocket. coming out of his pocket whatsoever. Right. Look at the hundred dollar bill, right, brother. Right. In my mind, that's what it sounds like when Rob barges into a city council meeting in Brownsburg. <laughs> Look at the hundred dollar bills. <laughs> you can't even afford to pay your water, brother. Who paid for the plastic surgery? You gave yourself raises. You don't even show yeah, up, brother. Yeah, I think I'm going to. So the town council meeting is this Thursday. I think I'm going to go and I'm going to come up there at the citizens' comments and say, "Use that as inspiration." Look at the hundred dollar bills coming out of Lion Lacey's pocket, brother. <laughs> Nice. Hammer, what do you have coming up this afternoon? Oh, we're loaded. Monday Gun Day with Guy Relford, mm-hmm. uh, Fish from the IU broadcast, John Olyot, Trump's former senior director of strategic communications, talking about the balloon. Wow. And wait for it. Yeah. William Shatner. What? what? The old brick shat house what? is on our show today, baby. Perfect. Oh, I'm jealous of that one. Let's go. All right. Thank you, Hammer. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Trump Kevin. So Thanks for listening today. Let's get a little Casey on 93 WIBC.